Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's hour one of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. Hope you're having a terrific day. Uh, we are. We're off and running, and we start with the big news out of Houston that broke during Sean and RJ this morning. Right here on your home of the Cowboys. It was great right there in the 9 o'clock hour. Okay, General at your service at ease. There's Jeff Cavanaugh, Brian Broaddus, Lucius Alexander in the Pimp Cup, and along with you, we are the G-Bag Nation on The Fan. Now, it wasn't new news uh, inside the building. Apparently, he asked for this trade a couple weeks back. But it has become a public now that he's not just dissatisfied and maybe holding things over the head, but he actually wants out. So it changes the story quite a bit, doesn't it, guys? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I guess, like hardcore confirmation of what we kind of knew was happening where Deshaun Watson was like, hey, I don't like it. And then you wonder, all right, here's a new head coach. Is that a head coach that Deshaun Watson would go, okay, let me talk to him. Let me see. And it appears that the answer is nope. There's not anybody you could have hired. Get me out of here. I do not want to be here. So he he had already made up his mind. He wasn't holding over the organization's head. I don't know. And apparently the coach they hired did not impress him enough to change his mind. I don't know if he saw the hire as another example of things he's irritated by. But the bottom line is he's available. Do you guys think he's going to be traded? I do. And I think this is where now it's on Nick Cesario, the general manager down in Houston, to get with David Culley and say, listen, we're in a bad spot. You're probably not going to have your quarterback. He's, he, you know, the previous regime has uh, done some things to him that I can't repair. So yeah. you and I have to come up with a plan. Okay, we have to figure out who our quarterback's going to be in 2021. We get, you know, we just, we get to, you know, you start getting with your staff, get them together. Let's think about what we need to do. I'll work on the end of getting on the phones and trying to work with these teams that need a quarterback. And I'm going to do the best I can to get the best. Uh, we don't have a first round pick coach. We don't have a second round pick. I'm going to try and get us back that in the draft. Okay. So you just got to work with me here. Uh, the conversation. A lot of those. Yeah. So what you're going to do, you have that conversation. Then you're going to go now to Deshaun Watson and say, listen, I understand your trade demands, okay? You didn't give me a chance. I've got to get what I can for you, okay? And I think you're a very talented player, but I'm going to ship you where I feel like I can get the most benefit from my football team right now. He if, can say no. He's yeah. got no trade clause. Well, okay. That's the thing about it is, you know, if I can't, if you don't allow me the latitude to trade you, oh. well, then how am I going to trade you? Right, I mean, yeah. you, if, you, if you're making demands of me, now you just relinquished your trade, no trade clause. Okay, mm. and as soon as you like tell that. me in writing that you've relinquished this or notified the Cal uh, McNair or whoever that I could yeah. trade you, I will get on the phone and start to trade you. But I cannot Ooh. guarantee you the place I'm going to send you. That's strong, Jeff. Do you have a reply to that from Deshaun's perspective? 
No, and I, I mean, deal. I think that, I think that makes sense. Other than, I guess, the thing that I'm hearing about Deshaun Watson today, and this is the only thing that matters if you're Deshaun Watson. The only thing that matters is if you're going to demand a trade, are you willing to sit out and lose potentially all of your money that you would make this year? And what I'm seeing from some people is they think that yes, Deshaun Watson's that sort of convicted person who would be like, yeah, like I have money, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna get out of here. And if that so he means, counters back with fine, I'll sit out the year. Right. And Ooh. and like that's that's Is the that game check, you play. Man. But I think I think it'll work out because I think if it's true that he's open to playing for the Jets or open to playing for the Dolphins, those are the teams that make the most sense anyway. Absolutely. Because yeah. you're living in a world right now where the offseason is going to be really unique because most teams don't have money because of what's happening to the cap with COVID, and those teams do. And those teams have a lot of draft capital. And I will say this. Um, I'd have to look at what the Herschel Walker deal really was. I know it was a lot of picks and a lot of players, but I don't know that it was a lot of ones. This will be, I think, the biggest trade haul in the history of the NFL, and I think it'll stay that way for a long time because hmm. the team that trades for Deshaun doesn't pay him $40 million a year. You pay him twenty-seven and a half a year because hmm. they've already paid a big chunk of his signing bonus. Oh, so you have to so compensate them for that as well. You're trading for one of the best quarterbacks in the league playing for well below market value according to what he costs you. So if it happens, the yeah. Dolphins or Jets are going to be compensating Houston, the likes of which we've never seen with draft you have to You have to pay Houston uh, for eating that a portion of the salary cap. He's coming to you at 27 and a half. He's counting like 39 against them. That's $12 million worth of first round pick by itself. Yeah. So that that's where, you know, the, the value can get insane. Do you think the Jets and Dolphins would rather trade for Deshaun Watson than draft a quarterback? I think that to me, it if you're a general manager like at the Jets who is fighting for existence, you know, you're you're now, you know, you're getting a chance, you've hired another coach. You know, you, you have an opportunity to like, man, I've got to – let's give an example. The, the guy down in Tampa, you know, his situation was he had one foot in the parking lot, you know, and all of a sudden he makes a bold swing and goes gets Tom Brady. Now he saved his job. I think if you look at Joe Douglas with the Jets, yeah, he's got the second overall pick. Do you like Fields? Do you like Wilson? Do you like one of these guys? Could one of those guys save my job? I don't have time. I've got to get somebody in here who is a veteran guy who can at least give me an opportunity to save my job. It becomes self-preservation. I, I think that if you're if you're Houston, I don't know about trading him within the conference. I don't oh. know about that. I, I'm looking at teams that I, I maybe don't look at Indianapolis. You know, I play in the same division with Indianapolis. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Maybe yeah. I don't want to do that. I Chicago would. Bears, huh? Other conference, yeah. yeah, I don't have to worry about him very much. The football team, don't have to worry about them very much. Carolina, don't have to worry about them very much. Denver, might have to worry about them. So yeah. I, I think there's some, I think the teams I would start with are the teams on the other side of the conference first and then circle back to the other teams that, because that, if I trade you to uh, Indy, Chicago, or the football team, I'm trading you to a playoff team. I'm yeah. trading you a team that was in the playoffs. Carolina, Denver, uh, I'm sorry. I, I can't help you. I'm just going to get the haul because they've got a bunch of early picks that might help me. 
Very interesting there from our man Brian Broaddus, who once did call around NFL teams as part of his responsibilities as a scout and front office member to gauge trade interests. So that is a very experienced perspective here with you in the nation. Could it make more sense to the Texans to talk to the Cowboys about Dak and 10 than a draft pick and Sam Darnold or something like that? What do you think about that angle and how viable the Cowboys could be if they became interested in pursuing him? Oh, I think absolutely. Like if you are from the Texans perspective, if you had an opportunity to add Dak, I mean, you're already a team that's committed big money to a quarterback. So you're obviously not scared of that. If that could be a fallback for you, if the Cowboys were open to it, if the Texans were open to it, and if Dak agreed to it, I think that would be the holdup. If I'm Houston, yeah, that's appealing. Because you're like, wait, you know, we can get a guy that's kind of at the same level yeah. and like our really unhappy guy, we can just kind of replace him with a guy that's kind of similar. Man, that's fun. Sweet. If, and if, add a draft pick. Yeah, if this is going to be the trade we're going with Houston, I'm not giving you 10. I'm sorry. I'm making the Matthew Stafford trade. I'm giving you the one. I'm trading you the player, but I'm giving you a conditional three or I'm giving you a conditional four. I'm not. I feel like that in my mind, my quarterback is on par with your quarterback. I hear in my you. mind, I am. I hear you. What Jeff uh, just revealed to me, I didn't know that fact that his cap number is going to be 27. Yeah. That represents about $15 million of relief in multiple years for the Cowboys who are up against it. Maybe 10's not the number, but is there any kind of you know draft capital that would make sense? And I, I think 10 might be might be the pick that actually squares that up. I love Dak, and I'd probably do that. To get one of the five best quarterbacks in football at $27 million a year, I would probably give that up for Deshaun Watson. You sound like you're kicking the one, or it's actually kicking the ten, because you're interested in the cap savings. Yeah. Okay. So that's yeah. that's the and deal. I, and I'm, that's and I'm the not, deal then. You, yeah. you guys are saying it's but worth I, us to get $20 million in cap savings for our 10th overall pick. But I'm only interested in cap savings as it relates to my quarterback if you're getting me a better quarterback. If you're yeah, talking security about security at quarterback and maybe a yes, slightly it, better guy. If you're talking about getting a worse quarterback and saving money, I'm not interested in any way, shape, or form because I think you name the free agent you're going to go sign with that money, and it ain't going to make my team as good as it would be if I just had a better quarterback. So, like in that world, problem with that one is. What's Dak's incentive? Like He Houston's gets to like, stay in Texas. He gets the contract that he wants. And he doesn't have to risk going into free agency with a city that he really doesn't want to go to. I think there's good well, value in going to Houston for in him. In free agency, you get to pick your city. Like, yeah, but who needs a quarterback and who's got cap space? Yeah. Well, you know, you're, who is, needs is a quarterback the situ- when Is the situation going to be more appealing than Houston? Um, is there going to be a situation better? Well, you could just tell Houston now. Just tell him to wait say I'll see you in 12 months or whatever. I mean, I I just – I couldn't imagine that Dak would – the way that these negotiations with Dak have played out, you've almost made it. If it's your agency's plan – Oh, no, you have. plan to get every dollar, you're there. You're there. Just don't sign a contract this offseason and you're there. So you got nothing to worry about. I couldn't imagine Houston being your preferred destination to begin with, with where the roster is and where that team is right now. And then secondly, I couldn't imagine saying, yeah, I'll sign on the dotted line in Houston and – forego everything we've been working towards for multiple years now so i don't think it works in that regard well you'd have to see what if they give the contract that you've been asking for you know financial freedom close to home staying in texas 
I think there's good value. You don't know who's going to have cap space and need a quarterback in a year. You could be on your way to Washington. You could be on your way to Detroit, Chicago. Are those situations better? You would just not pick that. You would go to whoever offers right, you Right, Jeff, but, you're, but it's not like all the teams need a quarterback and have space. When you're a free agent, it's like, okay, who can afford me, right? Right, but when you're a free agent, average dudes, somebody's and, – and also, it'll be a year further down the road, which is a year further from COVID. So you're going to yeah. have more money in the league. Well, You'll how, have more how, teams with money. How many in nice weather? How many close to home? There's not many situations. Well, what is home yeah. for Dak? We're Louisiana and North Texas okay. right now. Yeah. same. You're in the same region of the country. Like Dallas. There's, there's value there. Closer to Louisiana, too. <laughs> there is. Mm-hmm. Well, not his home. His home's in northern Louisiana. Yeah. I, I disagree. I don't think there's value in going to a bad team and okay. signing a contract when you're on the doorstep to unrestricted free agency as a quarterback in the prime of your career. Well, I would love it if the Cowboys would be interested in him because I think um, – you know, I, I, they they need to be in a mode of just trying to problem solve with the best possible player, not marrying their players. But other than that, I think Deshaun Watson might have that it factor. You know, he did win at Clemson, and I know the team was loaded. But, you know, now now you have him down here in Houston, and I'm getting a Troy Aikman type of vibe. It's like, you know what, this is not good enough. I don't want to be associated with this. This is crap. Get me off this sideline. Send me to somewhere they're serious about winning football. I like what, really like, and I love Dak's intangibles. And Dak might have the it factor as well. But the it factor quality, which I think might separate who wins the Super Bowls and doesn't, is a more compelling resume right now with Deshaun Watson. Thoughts? You think that Deshaun has a it factor greater than Dak's? His it, factor, his it factor resume is better. Yeah. I, I can't confirm which one has the better it factor because both their intangibles are fantastic. But I, I think the it factor is a big separator in quarterbacks, and I think there's a slightly better chance that Deshaun has it. Okay, I, I disagree yeah. with that too, and I wonder what we would say about him if he was your like if he was our player. I mean, he's a winner. He's a, he's he's he went won. four and twelve. You don't call yeah. Dak a winner. Uh no, but Dak hasn't. Dak hasn't won a championship. You know, Dak hasn't played this good. Dak Dak uh, Dak hasn't played this good with this crappy of surroundings. This good as in going four and twelve. He played that good. He went eight and eight. Um, with this crappy of surroundings, Deshaun Watson had one good offensive lineman, no Pro Bowl receivers. Yeah, he Fuller's, won a national championship. Fuller's good player. <laughs> Took well, Dak, Alabama. Yeah, and yeah. Dak went to number one. With it has a high team. intolerance for crap in his organization. Most quarterbacks would be like, oh, we're going to you know, keep our nose to the grindstone and trust the process and do what Coach says. Deshaun look, took one look at a crap organization and said, get me out of here. I'm a winner. I don't, I'm not associated with this stuff. Well, you're not a winner. You went 4-12. and 12. You were the leader of the team. Right, and, right. And, of course, Jeff. But, I mean, you're the, the guy that doesn't want to oversimplify it for us, so and now you're arguing on that side of the deal. Well, no, I'm just I, – I, I don't mean to, but I disagree with it's a really bad team. everything you've said this season. In a crisis. Right, but, I, like, let's just flip what you just said. Who had a worse team in college? You can't Deshaun fight me was, on this. You're Deshaun. fighting me this hard that Dak might have more of an it factor than Deshaun Watson. At best, it's a tie. But you can't tell me Deshaun has less of an it factor than Dak. You don't, just don't have any evidence well, for that's, it. Well, that's just well, – like right now, I guess we're doing semantics because all I'm saying is you don't know that Deshaun has anything more than Dak. Right, right. Because and you don't you know that Tom it, Brady is really the best quarterback, but he has a better resume than everybody else. This isn't about Tom Brady. 
I just made a comparison. We don't we know so you don't know things, but you can go off what the resume says, right? And, and what for does the Deshaun's goat discussion, say that's national effing champion in college football—that's what his resume is, Jeff. Right, but with with such a, great just, traits, he went in the first round, not the fourth round. But, but I, I think that's the problem. I think that honestly, I think that is the biggest thing Dak has to fight: is first versus fourth. His round. lack of accuracy is that's, what he has to fight. Well, he's not inaccurate. That's made up. So that's a well, problem. because then, of target selection. I can I can well, throw to that open guys. Yeah. And well, great no, wide receivers. Nothing backs any of this up is the problem. Nothing. And but but just, your your numbers don't can't explain football. That's why the numbers don't back it up. Numbers don't totally explain football, Jeff. That's that. why it won't be backed up. That's why we watch too. That's yes. why you also watch. Yeah. yeah. But I just my biggest problem is the inconsistency to say Deshaun's a winner, but that team was so Even bad he went four and 12. in a dumpster fire. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no say, quarterback but, is good enough to co- I, to play through everything. Okay. I just want to finish this one point because okay. take it to college where it's like, well, he's a winner because he won a national title. That no. got to number one with Deshaun's Houston team in college football. He dragged a sorry-ass team with no pros on it to number yeah. one. Yeah, they really and weren't the best, though. Desha- well, they were number one. Yeah, yeah. With I mean, no good players. And so, well, yeah, Deshaun's Good college a players. No NFL players, but yeah. Right. Deshaun players. had 15 NFL players, and he won a national championship. It's just yeah. the idea that Dak's not a winner and Deshaun is. I, I no didn't say Dak's not a winner. You're just too triggered about Dak. I didn't say he's no, not a winner. No, because that's every time we talk about Dak, you talk about the last 16 games, the record, or the last 11 okay. games, or the well, last Now you're bringing whatever. up stuff that, that hasn't even been in this conversation. Because that's what we're doing with Dak is you're holding him to these standards, and then you talk about anyone else, and you're like winner, and it's like four and twelve. It's like right, but winner. Yeah, yeah, he won a national champion. You know, Dak's eight and eight since his rookie year, pretty much in the NFL. See? And There's this was with a thing. this was a horrible offensive line. Yeah, you know, a, a lot of things are going to be equal when you get to the NFL. It's designed to be that way. It's an eight and eight league. So four you know, and twelve. You... Drew Brees will go seven and nine three years in a row. Is he a below five hundred quarterback? No. You have to take it all into account and I think there is a chance like I said in my original point there is a significant chance Deshaun has an it factor this year to do what he did continuing to play well with nothing supporting him I mean that that was an incredible performance what Deshaun Watson was able to do now it's just one year you know can you continue to do that and keep your picks under seven all those yards all those attempts all but that then, pressure. I just, I don't it was a great why year. Then why don't you give Dak credit for playing great and winning twice as many games when they went eight oh. and eight and he played great? He's had a much better good. supporting cast. He's had a much better supporting cast. Like I said yesterday, you really don't know how good a quarterback is until you take away his his uh, his teammates, and that happened to Deshaun Watson this year, and it was incredible. And and so many of Dak's wins came in that rookie year where everything was lined up perfectly with Doug Free and Ron Leary. And they go 13-3. So now he's, what, 15 games above 500 for his career? The other five games are in the 10-6 and six year. That was great when they acquired Amari Cooper. And then a 9-7 and seven year. You know? Right. So it's, Three it's winning really seasons just, out of his four. It's, it's really just one year when his situation was perfect. He has not been able to recapture the greatness and the efficiency of what that offense was. He did. In the 8-8 eight eight year, he was even more efficient. Hmm. Yeah, I don't agree. I don't. I don't agree but, with that. But, Maybe that's what but, the numbers. But said. General, didn't we talk about though the first five games that we were on board with Dak and Kellen Moore and how they were working, how they were progressing? 
Were we on board with that? It's like, oh, hey, this looks yeah. like a different guy, you know? Uh, last year, yeah. No, he's, no, this he's made year. Progress. The, the, the start of this um, year. The start of this year. No, we, no. we, we were – okay. I was. I was. Maybe you were, you know? No, no, I, I, I'm just yeah. asking you. I, I thought we've had conversations before, but we were excited about Kellen Moore calling plays – and we were decided we were excited about Dak like Prescott. It. What we were saying, yeah. yeah, I like it. You know, and it's heading in a good direction. Yeah. I, you know, and I would sign Dak. I just think Deshaun Watson gives you a slightly better chance of having that quarterback that can take you where you want to be. Three game losing streak for the Mavs. Will either of the G Bag Nation's Mavs homers? Back off their optimism. It's next to the nation. Welcome back, nation. G Bag the day invented and presented by Lucius Alexander is coming up in five minutes. I've been, I feel like Mavs homering. I've been a Mavs apologist. Will I backtrack? Will Brian backtrack? Is, uh, is Mike and to a lesser extent Jeff right about these Mavs? Segment is brought to you by the Frankels. If you're hurt in an accident, it's not your fault. Call the Frankels, 214-333-3333, or go online to truckwreck.com. Story's changing a bit. You lose three in a row. You're two games under five hundred, And this is now something where internally I, I think – they had a meeting about effort going into last night's game. You come out, the effort's not great. You're coming out flat when you need it most. I, I think you really have to wonder, you know, where this team's mindset is right now. I was kind of, you know, willing to trust the uh, process of Rick Carlisle figuring out his rotation, getting guys back in the flow, and I'm still there. But when you ask for effort and you don't get it, are guys not happy? Is chemistry bad? You know, that was a weird one. Now, Utah's very good. And, you know, they, they can take your will to compete out when they keep making all them threes. So where, where are you at with that right now, Brian? Yeah, I tell you, that's the most disappointing thing that you have to, when you start to talk about the Mavs, they, they hang their hat on their, they talk about, you know, let's getting, uh, getting tougher, being better defensively, you know, playing with effort. You know, and the in these last uh, several losses, you know, Rick's come out and said, "Hey, our energy and our effort wasn't good enough." And you know, this is a team. It's 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 not the most talented team. In a couple spots, it's really talented. But it but when they have players that they're counting on to play with that effort, and they don't get that, this team's going to get they're going to look bad. And Utah can make you look bad, but Utah coming off. A back-to-back the night before playing the Knicks, and they come out there, and they're the ones that look like they had energy. They're getting all the balls. They're getting to the rebounds. They're knocking down shots. They're getting in the lanes. They're knocking the ball out of your hands. This is a team that doesn't even create turnovers, and they're stealing the ball from you. You know, that, that, the, the Mavs aren't going to win any games playing that way. They, you know, no. if they don't knock down shots, the one thing they can control is their effort, and they can control how they play on defense. And if they don't get those, then everything I said about them, all my hopes, all my dreams of them winning games, might as well just get put right in the in the waste can. Yeah, you know, I think I still do have long-term optimism, big-time long-term optimism with the Mavs. But maybe at the end of this year they have to go back and look at their roster and their blueprint and say, did we err in what kind of players we thought we need, wanted to surround our stars with? I think they still have it right. My read is that there have been so many variables turning over. You haven't had these guys together. You get your three back last night. They've been in a hotel room for two weeks. First game back. I think Rick said this is just the start for them. Um, So maybe there were enough moving parts. They're out of sync. Uh, but yeah, I think the trade deadline at the end of of March looked like a non-story, a non-factor. 
But now you, uh, if if you're uh, sitting around the boardroom today with the Mavs, you got to say, all right, guys, or you know, we got to maybe rethink this. If this continues for what another week, another two weeks, you're really going to have to roll up your sleeves and look at the roster. But this better be the low point of the season right here. If this continues, then heck yeah, the trade deadline could get very, very interesting. I always thought the trade deadline was going to be something where they needed to do something because it just made sense for how the salary cap works that it makes more sense for them to add somebody at the deadline than it does in the offseason. And I think right now, uh, if you had to say who their second and third best players are or have been this year so far, I think it's Brunson and Hardaway. That's probably their second, that, third that, best players. Not wrong. So They'd be good. Josh Richardson has been their worst player, and you were hoping he would be their second or third best player. He's probably been their worst player so far. And Porzingis hasn't been good. So right now, you're a bad team. Until something changes, until you, whether it's figure out your rotation or guys are back from COVID and kind of in rhythm, whatever, at the moment, you're a bad basketball team. You're yeah. Luca in them. That's what you are. And they have a very tough schedule. I, I think this yeah. schedule sucks. It might be a blessing, though, because you, you can't just look on to the next opponent and prep. you got to be like, guys, this could get ugly. We could be 6-10 and 10 Saturday night. You know, they got the Jazz again tomorrow up there in Salt Lake, and then they come back and take on the Suns Saturday uh, evening at the AAC. Now, the Suns aren't playing great either. They've lost three in a row, but you're yeah. going to be on the second. of a, is, That's essentially the last game on a road trip. When you're coming home on a back-to-back like that, you're going to be exhausted. It's going to be a late flight and all that. So uh, hopefully they can get this corrected. It was just a couple of weeks ago after Denver. We're like, all right, yeah. that sucked that Luka was out of shape. The Mavs are back, baby. Oh, yeah. And then all bleep hit the fan. So well, hopefully fatigue and all that explains this. Everybody that's coming back had better get their head out of their rear and start playing a little defense. I mean, again, it's not all about the shooting. It's about effort. It's about intensity. And you can't get outworked every night. And they're nights yeah. that they've been outworked here lately. All right, it is time now for the G-Bag of the Day, the best audio from the world of sports, pop culture, talk radio, and or the internet. We play them all. Vote on which one we like the best. That's the G-Bag of the Day. How the heck you doing back there, Lucius? Uh, I'm full as a tick. Oh, Brian, yeah? Yeah, brian has got some chicken fried steak, man. Yeah. Yeah, I had that. Uh, yeah. Some green beans. They were great Ooh. green beans. And then I had the CBD brownie to finish it all down. <laughs> there you go. Oh I'm feeling goodness. so good right now, man. I couldn't get that at the place, right Lucius. I knew you had to get that somewhere else. Yeah, American Shaman. <laughs> there you get it from. Oh, uh, yeah. let's see. Yesterday's champion was the bird, bird, bird. The bird is the word because the bird can say words and mimicking people and all that other good stuff. Can you do a red wolf? How about an owl? The pretty songbirds? How about a rooster? about a pig that needs to go on a diet? Come on. Did that hurt? Ow, ow, ow. Cry like a baby? <coughs> Can you do a cat? Meow. How about a dog? Can you bark? Come on, bro. Can you fly bird. on the spaceship? And shoot the lasers? <coughs> Gonna make everyone scream. <coughs> that sounds evil. Uh, 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 uh. Happy birthday? <coughs> Is that kind of like a pet shop owner doing videos to get publicity what do you, or is this like a pet owner they've practiced that routine because when yeah. he said that yeah. sounds evil i just caught this the bird was yeah. going before he was even done yeah the bird oh, knows the was, order. it's still yeah. it's still a bird doing bird it what is knows, wrong with i know y'all? i'm just saying he knows the order 
He wasn't even waiting for the – he wasn't even responding. He was just on autopilot. This sounds like Jeff on Monday right after old boy won the game. Yeah, uh, Brady. let's say is, is, yeah, is Hating it, on everything. Let's go. Bro. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. He's, he's the greatest uh, football player we've ever seen in our entire lives, but his face is fake. What, his face, face is, fake. is fake. Had a lot of work done. What, what would be even better, Lucius, done. what would be even better if Jeff, if it was Brady teaching the bird to talk? That would make it even better yeah. right now. <laughs> Yeah, they practice that. So, still not amazing to me, you know, a bird is tough and they practice. I think if the birds, right before it was born, Brady would have left. Hey, check this out real quick. Check this out. This this is really weird to me. Uh, Vanna White, Pat Sajak, she calls him her work husband. Okay. I'll be damned if that ever comes out of my old girl. Listen to this. He's my buddy. It's so funny. He's like my um, work husband, I guess you would say. You know, we've been together all these years. We've never had one argument. Okay, we have to. Yo, wait, wait, wait. It's not your work husband for sure. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, she boyfriend. gets mad at the work husband. She just takes it home to the real husband and yeah. all that anger. <laughs> like, what? What you mad at me for? I ain't do nothing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know oh, how. call Hagee his work wife. That's different, Ooh. man. I'll be dead. Okay, go t- and talk to your girl and say you got a work wife, a work girlfriend or something. Right. See how long that lasts. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what kind of a relationship or, you have to have. you know, have it might to- work. You just ask permission. You never know. Hey, you know, it might be a, the start of a new chapter in your yeah. life. I don't know how it's going over at the Dawson residence. You never know. You might well, just I, ask, ask permission. I can assure you there will be none of that going on. Are you sure? There. Have you asked I permission? I I'm, you know, I don't want to open up that all. Yeah, it's, just too much. it's a lot of work. I think he, a lot of pressure. I was just joking. You, you might gotta, have asked permission. <laughs> no, I was just, I was just revealing. I'm not, I'm not up for that life on my end. Oh, okay. you know, I'm good. Oh, yeah. okay. You didn't make that clear. All right, here we go. <laughs> my bad. Uh, Jimmy Fallon's worst first dates. This type of situation. You know, you you text it in, you tell the story to Jimmy, and he reads it on air, and you're all famous. This first one's from at Sammy's mom, 22. She says. First date at a nice restaurant, he picks up the butter knife and uses it as a back scratcher. <laughs> Game over. This one's from Denise9973. She says, my date used a lint roller on my shirt and pants before he would let me in his car. Yeah. <laughs> this one's from at Fangirl Librarian. She says, while at a movie, my date casually pulled two roast beef sandwiches out of his cargo pants Ooh. and offered me one. <laughs> yes. This one's nice from move. at Ali Dally. This one says, my date went to the bathroom, so I texted my roommate who was having an argument with her ex, but I accidentally sent it to my date. So while in the bathroom, he received a text from me that said, are you okay? I love you. (laughs) (laughs) This one's from at Kim Hazelton 2. She says, after looking at the menu, I said, I think I'll have the lobster. He said, have whatever you want. It's your money. (laughs) Not bad. That's funny. This last one's from at Lucy Ireland 9. She says, you know it went bad when the date ends in a high five. There you go. Oh, and in the high five. Yeah, sorry. This was bad. I don't like you that much. What do you guys think is the one you would most likely do? Or is there any that you heard in there and you're like, you know what, I can see myself pulling out. I thought Jeff with the roast beef sandwich might happen. Yeah, because I think it's important on a first date, whatever date, stop trying to make a good impression. you got to be you, you know? If you're yeah. a roast beef sandwich, bring it to the movie guy, yeah. let him yeah. know. This is what you're getting into. Yeah, I support I was that hungry. One. I needed to pick you up. Yeah, I, 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 like the, I like that one. That's a good move right there. I do like the butter knife as a back scratcher. I hope I have the situational <laughs> awareness to not do that on a date. But, man, I've always loved a good back scratch. <laughs> back scratches are amazing. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, Jimmy Fallon's worst first dates. Vanna White. Oh, Colin that didn't count. I just wanted to play husband. that real quick. Uh, that, okay. Yeah, that Pat Sajak thing. I just, 
you know, it's like a PSA. Don't have okay. your girl out here saying she got a work husband. You don't respond correctly, fam. Come oh, on. you're like these brokerages. You're going to give us this option, but tell us we can't have it. That's right. So you think when when she says that, she wants you to be like, say what? Is she just throwing that out there to see how protected know, you're going to be? You know, I think sometimes they like I'm that. I'm just being respectful yeah. right now. I don't know what's going on at their house, but I'm being respectful. Yeah. I ain't having it. <laughs> That's all. I'm not, I, I hear you, bro. It. I hear you. Uh, Nate Burleson. Nate Burleson, right? That's, I'm saying his name right? Uh-huh. You got him. Okay, yeah. good morning, football. Mm-hmm. They went a whole three hours and didn't talk about this subject, but Nate hit it. If somebody balls out at the senior, senior bowl, they will ball out in the NFL. It's very simple. But guys, I have to take a hard left turn. Something's okay. been on my heart, and I, I hate to do this at the end of the show, but uh, something disturbing happened in Seattle. There was a lineman, Chad Wheeler, that uh, put his hands on his girlfriend. And being a Seattle Seahawk, I just felt like our show never shies away from these tough topics, and I, I don't want to right now. Um, I know it's probably catching you guys off guard, but I, I didn't want to go three hours and not mention it. Uh, domestic violence is a small reflection of the NFL. There's more good guys and bad guys, but it's also a reflection of society. And we oftentimes say there's no room in the game for that. We should just always say there's no room in society for that. I just hope that authorities in Seattle and the NFL handles this properly. I hate to do this at the end of the show, but... What do you mean? I love you for doing this. I just... Uh, we went three hours and we didn't address it, and I just wanted to make sure that we talk about domestic violence because this is an issue. It is the story we should be highlighting, and I love you for that, Work Brother. We'll be back tomorrow on Good Morning Football. Work Brother. Work Brother. Work Brother. <laughs> yeah. I, you can't have any Work Brothers either. <laughs> yeah, you got a yeah. real brother. Go holler at your real brother. How about that? Marcus Spears touched on it as well, and and his angle was it's important that we show there's lots of different faces of domestic violence, and not putting it out there on the TV and talking about it more can allow some people to believe that NFL and domestic violence just involves one kind of face and not all of them, and I thought that was a strong point by Marcus and Nate right there. It is time now for the G-bag of the day. Bird is the word. It's time for the voting. Is it Jimmy Fallon's worst dates? Or is it Nate Burleson? I'll vote for him, Lucius. How about you? Uh, yeah, I'm waiting for ESPN to do those E, what do they call it, E60s or something like that? Yeah. E60s and the special reports. Oh, so outside the lines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I want all of that. All of yeah. that. Right. Bringing some awareness to these situations. Absolutely. I'm going with the bird. I'm going to bird, bird, bird. The bird's the word. I'll tell you what. I like, uh, I'll go with Nate today myself. 2-1, Jeffrey. I'm trying to shy away from it. I'm voting for the bird. 2-2. <laughs> two, two. <laughs> Jump on that. Jeffrey be hating <laughs> Jump on to at Gbag Nation's Twitter account, and uh, you vote. Okay, on the other side, we will announce the winner. Is it the bird is the word? Is it Nate Burleson? Your choice. Brian brought us in his daily content on the other side, and sir, where are we headed with that? Guys, bold predictions for the Super Bowl that are so crazy they just might happen. We'll do- talk about that next. Thank Thank you, Lucius, and congratulations to Nate Burleson. He has won a very close vote off with 53.3% at GBAG Nation. We were uh, talking topics earlier in the day, and, and Broadus was wondering, how many Cowboy fans out there would be encouraged by the team deciding to move on from Dak and pursue other options at quarterback? You can vote on that as well at GBAG Nation right now. We're going to talk about a long form a little bit later on. But right now, Brian, as we turn it over to Brian Broaddus and his daily content, it's at 30% right now. 30% would be like, cool, they're moving on to something else. Here's Broaddus. Wow, we thought that number was going to be a lot lower, didn't we, General? Yeah, t- I thought around 20%. 20%. Jeff, so, yeah. I think Jeff said that too as well. So Yeah, yeah. it's quite uh, a few. Yeah, hey, I, I know I teased about the uh, Super Bowl, the crazy predictions that just might happen, uh, but I, I want to lead with something real quick here. 
Evidently, the University of Georgia has offered an eighth grader a scholarship. Oh, wow. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, That's I wouldn't it take it if I'm the kid. I think so much can change. It's probably, is it good for publicity? What's it really mean? Well, the, the young man's name is uh, Anquan uh, Fagans is his name. He's out of Oxford, Alabama. And right. the, his brother is uh, is a four-star recruit that's in the 2022 class. And so teams like Alabama, Auburn, and Georgia, they're going to be in hot pursuit of him. But so they're recruiting, they're recruiting his older brother, but then they they were watching tape, and somehow his younger brother got involved. And Throw some D's on that bitch. Yeah, Georgia just basically said, uh, hey, by the way, uh, we'd like to just go ahead and offer your brother while we're at it. We're going to recruit you, older brother, but we'll go ahead and just make a scholarship offer to your brother as well. It's the honest thing. You know, let the little brother know, even though he won't be there at the same time. Or yeah. What do you, eight, nine, ten, maybe at some point? 2025 uh, is when this kid can get oh recruited. Yeah. yeah. See, you let him know. You yeah. know, look, we don't just want you. We like your family. Yeah. You know, you guys, you guys are <laughs> yeah. our family. Uh, we'll do anything for you. That's just so plus, funny. Plus, once we're done with you, we can yank that offer whatever we want. Because that's <laughs> yeah. how this works. But think about that. If you were like his dad, mom and dad, and you're like, and like, you know, Kirby Smart goes, uh, hey, uh, yeah, we'd uh, we'd like to give your kid a scholarship. I, I know he's only in eighth grade right now, but so uh, I want it to be binding. Yeah, Let's can, go. can we yeah, sign that paperwork it. right now, please? Yes. It's very interesting paper. because that's you're looking at a five year retainer fee at about a hundred grand per year. Yeah. Mm. Oh, but, uh, I, I see where you're going here, John. Keep that money coming. Keep and, it coming. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I yeah. Okay, I like what you're doing there. All right, things that are so crazy they might actually happen. How about this one, Jeffrey? Neither team. And this Super Bowl gains 100 yards on the ground. You oh, like yeah. that? You like that oh, idea? Oh, that's totally possible. I think the over-under, like the highest over-under for an individual back is like 48 yards. Well, the, the, yeah, yeah, this is today's NFL, yeah, baby. That's exactly what they're that's saying. Right. In today's NFL, passing on majority of plays has become the normal. That's when the right. Buffalo Bills played the Ravens in the, uh, the AFC divisional round, Josh Allen started the game with 20 straight pass attempts. Wow. And they're wondering if a, uh, could a similar trend happen in Super Bowl 55. Both the Bucks and the Chiefs have offenses built on throwing the ball down the field, leaving their running backs with little to do. Both defenses will focus on stopping big play passes, which could leave some holes for Ronald Jones and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire to take advantage of, but they won't. Look for hmm. both backs to fail to break 100 yards on the ground and possibly finish the game under 50. So you yeah. guys like that? I love yeah, it. Yeah, neither back went to 1,000 yards for the year either. Just not, you know, they're good enough don't need to take advantage of those. Neither team ever really had a back. Like, Ronald Jones was the guy for a little bit. Mm -hmm. I think he got banged up, and then it's like, all right, here's Fournette. Leonard Fournette. Yeah. He's halfway washed. And then Kansas City was like, yeah, Clyde's our guy. And then he's kind of banged up. And here's Le'Veon Bell, and here's a guy named Williams. It doesn't matter. Stop paying running backs because it doesn't matter. Well, here's a guy you can pay. Patrick Mahomes will toss a Super Bowl record seven touchdown passes. They can be able to block for him. Okay, I mean, we'll um, get into that. Yeah, yeah. Um, he could. Yeah, he could. Steve Young he set the Super Bowl record with touchdowns. It was six, and that's when the uh, the Forty ers blew out the Chargers forty nine to twenty six, and and Young got that monkey off his back, living in Joe Montana's shadow. They say, but they're saying in this Super Bowl that Patrick. Mahomes will break that record, tossing seven touchdown passes and silencing any critics that wow. the young phenom still has. Take the under. 
Take the under. Yeah. Do, do, do they want to bet on that? <laughs> Is this a wagering opportunity? Well, yeah. they're saying, will the, will the seven touchdown passes be enough to beat Brady? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess they it? are betting the over. Yeah, they are all. betting the over on that one for sure. How about this one? Tom Brady finally catches a touchdown pass. Liking that? Tampa special. Yeah, it's hard to forget uh, the no. Super Bowl against the Eagles when Nick Foles caught the touchdown pass on the world's biggest stage known as the Philly Special, as you guys are talking about. But uh, He but, runs like it hurts. I don't know if that And he's an alligator arm guy. Yeah. They tried to run a Philly special for him, and he didn't want it. Tom doesn't want it. Okay. He doesn't want it. He doesn't want You don't think so? He doesn't want it. He doesn't want it. Okay. They tried to run that for him. He so, didn't want it. Yeah, he did He did gator arm. But he. But Lucius is right, though. That was a Maybe bad route. Maybe his mind wanted it, but the body just wasn't cooperating. A bad route. It was yeah. a really bad route, though, wasn't it? Kind of Jason Witten-like with the, mean, up the field kind of. I mean, the route is comparison. just yeah. jog that direction. There's not a lot to I heard him say, oh, as he was cutting the corner. <laughs> How about this one, guys? Crazy things that could happen in this Super Bowl. Game starts with an onside kick. Oh, yeah, because Brian's pretending he didn't tell us this. Because uh, I remember you talking about how, you know, there might be something wild and Andy Reid uh, and maybe some special team stuff. Right. I think you're already calling that. I think you're putting in the call. I think you and Andy Reid shared a cold cut yeah. the other day. And okay. he told you we're going onside to start this thing. Okay. I, I yeah. like where you're going with that. Andy, yeah. Andy, yeah, he, he's more of a red beans and rice guy, but okay, <laughs> okay. I see you're going there. Okay. Last time an onside kick was attempted in a Super Bowl was 2010. That's the Saints when they were trailing the Colts to start the second half. You don't think that we'll start this game with no, an onside no, kick? No, no, that's not going to happen. Onside kick's much more difficult to recover these days. Way too risky. You Element only, of surprise? Only... Maybe? Maybe not? It's, yeah. I, know, I you can't, can't get you guys. I can't convince you guys on that. Too one. hard to pull off these days. Way too hard to pull off. How about this one? There are no defensive turnovers in this game. The NFC oh, Championship. Tom oh. Brady threw three interceptions during the season. He had more turnover prone in general than he was with the Patriots. Mahomes was immaculate during the season, but uh, Super Bowl, he's got a little clumsy with the ball last year. He gets multiple. a little lucky sometimes, too. Pat will throw some balls that you can intercept. I think they'll both throw a pick. How about that? Okay. Both of them. Both teams, you like that, General? Both, Both teams get them. a pick, or how about no teams get a pick? I'll go with no. I think they're going to put an extra in, uh, emphasis on ball security. Man, no. <laughs> Pat's going to be under pressure. Tom's old. Yeah, there will be one pick. Okay. Both teams will score 50 points with no turnovers. This is, Come on. What is this? If this guy wants to wager, I'll give him odds. He's got some No, like these it. are they are bold. These are these are bold crazy bold. predictions. He said he goes, "Yeah, he goes, final score can end up getting a little crazy. Doesn't matter how prepared a defense really is when Tom Brady or Pat Mahomes under center. We're guessing no. Super Bowl is going to be a shootout with both teams scoring over 50 points. Combining for uh, over 100 would be a record. If they combine for over 100, I'll do something real crazy. I will either ride a roller coaster or eat a teaspoon of mayonnaise. Or, no, that's not funny. So get hammered. Would, well, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't, no, don't do that, please. I don't think what? None of jokes. that was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, mayonnaise is really gross. That's that's respectfully. Crazy. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's terrible. <laughs> respectfully, yeah. no, it is no, not. It's not. It is not. It's the worst bet I ever lost was eating that ham sandwich with mayonnaise. Sounds great oh my right goodness. now. What are you talking about? With some Absolutely. chips, bro. You did that. Gosh, Lucas, what what's going on I here? Is that no a basket idea. bet? That, yeah. Yeah. 
It was a basic bet, and I almost threw up. I might have thrown up. I would throw up if I ate a teaspoon of mayonnaise. Would you I'm really? I'm to do it, though. Yeah. All right. Would you, would you eat a, t- a tablespoon of mayonnaise if Travis Kelsey has 200 yards receiving? Uh, no. Uh, although I would be shocked. Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and put a tablespoon Woo! on that as well, Broadus. What okay. the hell? I'm feeling crazy. Tablespoon on everything listed in this article? No, just pick no. which ones you want. Oh, okay. Yeah. You can All pick right. the fit. How about 200 yards? General's in. What about you, Jeff? No, I'd rather get circumcised than <laughs> eat mayonnaise. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not betting my foreskin either. No. Um, uh, I'll think now of something. that would go viral. Yes. <laughs> it already hasn't. How about this one? I'm wet around my neck like a necklace. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and how about this for the uh, how about this for the last one, man? We, we got several of these, but how about this, mm-hmm. Jeff? You'll love this one too. No penalties are called against Tampa Bay. Oh, dude, that's happening. Refs love Tom. That non-goat goat. He's the, he, yeah. I could totally see that one. They yeah. could line up. They could have a guy line up behind the quarterback to yeah. to sack him at the snap, uh-huh. and they wouldn't call him off sides if it's Tom's team. Yeah, I could see this. Yeah, not only are uh, the Buccaneers the first NFL team to play in the Super Bowl in their home state, but they have Tom Brady under center in theory. Neither of these things should affect how the refs call the game. In reality, it will 100% will. He's- yeah, because the refs are over 40. Not only is it Tom Brady, but they're cheering for the old man to put the youngster in his place. Yeah. All righty. There he is. Brian brought us with his daily content Man-A's every talk. afternoon disgusting. at 240 right so here long. on your home with the Cowboys. Now, speaking of that poll, let's get some of, of the replies so far to this. Would you be encouraged if the Cowboys decided to move on from Dak at G-Bag Nation? You can vote on that. Is it a perfect storm for them to recapture leverage in this negotiation with everything in the news? That's coming up next in the nation. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.